Okay, you know what? This is Gene. You're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. There's the song. Go. So I'm listening to the presidential debates, and (laughs) I'm already seriously annoyed. They're talking about impeachment. The first section is talking about impeachment. It's absolutely, I don't know, terrible. These guys are so myopic. All they keep saying is, okay, he's not above the law. We got it. He's also not below the law. That's the first problem I have with this. The second problem I have is these guys are ignoring that there's absolutely no evidence that he did anything wrong. And there's no acknowledgement that maybe some of the things that may have happened or his accusers may have accused him just because he's Donald Trump. So this is just terrible. I already I can see I feel college classes disappearing from my brain. I am writing my Joker script tonight, but I got a feeling I'm not going to get to it. Oh God, here's Julian Castro. Okay, so I'll keep going. Tulsi Gabbard has got to be the most reasonable human being on that stage. I don't think there's any doubt about it. And um, Tom Steyer's talking now, speaking of the most unreasonable guy on the stage. But I I truly believe if the Democratic Party got their heads out of their butts for five freaking seconds, Tulsi Gabbard would be president in 2020. They can't. She's not moderate enough. She doesn't buy any of this crap. She's actually... She's actually... Sat, sits back and says, okay, we can't get crazy here. And that's what she said about the impeachment. This is a huge mistake for the Democrats, and they're going to pay for it in 2020. So let's keep going. I like Andrew Yang because he's he's really, I, I like him. He's down to earth, and he's actually put his money where his mouth is. He's picked 10 families, $100,000 a month they're going to get just to test this thing. He's paying for this thing. But what really gets... He talks to conservative talk show hosts like Fox News. He'll talk to Tucker Carlson. He's talked to um, uh, Ben Shapiro. But this is what I like about Andrew Yang. He's got a pin on his lapel that doesn't have the, the flag. He should have the flag because that's normal. He's not wearing a tie, which I think is awesome. But his lapel pin is math. It says M-A-T-H, math. And I know it isn't math, like mathematics. It actually means something. But I think that's awesome. He is awesome. Here's Beto. Oh, this is going to be great. Okay, so Beto sounds like Beto. He's just talking out his butt. But I, I really am disturbed by the CNN debate. So they're basically now... What's happening is Cooper Anderson is asking Biden, saying there's no evidence that um, Hunter Biden had anything to do. There was no corruption or anything like that. He keeps bringing that up. And it's kind of like, oh, my God, give a softball pitch to this guy. Are you kidding me? Oh, Lord. Biden, the only reason I'm not going to get really upset about it is Biden's done. He's finished. Goodbye. Ciao, baby. Biden looks really bad. He is stumbling through his words, um, and he's sitting back and he's trying to deflect everything. 
Hey, I didn't do anything wrong, but we need to impeach him. Of course you need to impeach him. You need to impeach Donald Trump because um, it's going to be bad for you if this comes out. The IG report is out on Friday. It's going to be interesting to hear what's going to what's going to happen. Bernie Sanders followed Biden in this whole thing, and he brought everything back. You know, Bernie Sanders, as much as he looks absolutely insane, the fact of the matter is Bernie Sanders is a true politician, and he doesn't lie. Now, granted, he brought that fantasy climate change and all that crap back, but, but the reality is he's trying to bring Democrats back because the Democrats are not good with impeachment. It's going to be really bad. Awesome. Uh, she, Elizabeth Warren was just asked about whether or not she's going to raise taxes to pay for her Medi-Cal, Medicare for all thing. And guess what she's doing? Oh yeah, not answering. And here we go. Here's the emotional speech. I've talked to the people who have cancer and crap like that. Um, it, it, when Democrats don't have an answer, they just go straight to emotion. How do I feel? How do you feel? Vote for me because you feel bad. Oh, geez. The New York Times reporter actually called her out on her lack of an answer. This is awesome. She still never answered. Awesome. She looks really bad. She just took a hit. Buttigieg just nailed Warren. Oh, my Lord. She, he just said, I, you asked a yes, no question. She didn't give you a yes, no answer. Done. Warren looks like a deer in headlights. Buttigieg just completely broadsided her. Uh, he just won that. She doesn't know what to answer. Here she comes. She is completely panicking, and Buttigieg is just burying her right now. Um, this was awesome, and she still hasn't answered the question. Oh, my Lord. And Buttigieg does not believe in Medicare for All. So... Um, Warren looks really bad. She's panicking. She's licking her lips. Her eyes are blinking all over the place. She's gone insane. There goes Bernie Sanders again with, I wrote the damn bill, but his bill was already thrown into the ground with someone else, by someone else. So his bill's no good. I gotta admit it, Bernie's got balls. At least he sits back and says, hey, yeah, no, everyone's taxes are going to go up. You're just going to pay less for health insurance. So instead of me spending $200 a month on tax insurance, uh, tax, uh, taxes, I'm going to spend $100, uh, or uh, I'm sorry, I'm going to spend $200 a month in um, insurance. I'm going to spend $100 a month in insurance, and I'm going to spend $75 in taxes. Okay, except there's a big problem with that, and it's called rationing, and that's what Canada has done. Klobuchar is the smartest of the group. She just basically said, hey, at least Bernie's being honest. Uh, Elizabeth Warren has taken it now from three different angles. She's going to get killed this debate. Klobuchar is just destroying Warren. She's gotten destroyed by Buttigieg, uh, Klobuchar, and by Bernie Sanders. She is, this is not looking good for her at all. Now, and what's her big excuse? She doesn't have solutions. She starts being emotional. Now she's talking about herself in college and how she couldn't afford anything. And the reality is she got into college because she said she was an American Indian. Oh my Lord, she's getting her ass kicked. Oh my God, Klobuchar is nailing Warren.
Oh my lord. Warren doesn't know how to talk. Her head is moving all over her place. Her eyes are blinking left and right. She's licking her lips. She's getting killed and she knows it. Oh my gosh, Biden just broadsided both Bernie and Warren. Warren doesn't look like she knows what to do, but Bernie is waving that little crooked finger, so he's he, he wants to answer. Here we go, let's listen to him. Bernie doesn't have an answer, so he's again reaching for the emotion thing. And I think we sh I think if you are not watching this right now, you should watch it because we may see Bernie Sanders have another heart attack right here he may clutch his chest and drop like a rock right now so kamala harris decides to interrupt it because this thing is obviously not going well for any of the top three and she brings up abortion which has nothing to do with the debate from harris or not harris uh, uh warren biden sanders or klobuchar good for you kamala Sorry, I'm eating a peanut butter sandwich because I'm hungry. But now they're asking, is is Sanders promising a job for every American who could lose work be, be, because of automation? And Sanders, of course, is saying, oh, yeah, no problem. And it's climate change. I, I don't know where he just went with this. It's absolutely insane. Okay, so... I'm listening. Uh, I, I, I'm going to move on because Cory Booker is just going insane. Trump's evil, orange man bad, things like that. So basically, Bernie promised everyone a federal job and Andrew Yang came out there and said, no, most people don't want a federal job. They want, they don't want to be forced to work into something they don't want to work in. Now, Andrew Yang is a entrepreneur. Okay, so he understands all that crap. Here's the problem. Then he started talking about universal basic income, and he blew his own argument out of the water. So that's when Cory Booker went into Trump is bad. So, yeah, no, didn't work for him. So Elizabeth Warren was brought into this argument about, and it's important, Julian Castro is up now. I don't care what he's got to say. He's done after next week. Unless he decides to broadside her, because this is so easy to broadside. But Elizabeth Warren basically said, no, we got to change capitalism so that employees vote for boards of directors and so that the boards of directors are sensitive to what the people want, how it's going to affect them. It, it, essentially, and that's going to be monitored by the government. By the way, folks... If you've heard any podcasts in the past, that's fascism. So she sounds absolutely terrible there. I don't even acknowledge what she's got to say. She's a terrible human being. She should uh, quit right now. Uh-oh, Andrew Yang just broadsided Elizabeth Warren again. And is basically saying what's going to happen with the jobs that were there and they're gone with your plan. Oh, my God. She's trying to, so Elizabeth Warren is now trying to say that Social Security can do the same as universal basic income. Here's a kind of a huge problem with that thought is that, excuse me, God, it belched. Here's the whole problem is universal is that Social Security is bankrupt. You want to extend something that is completely unattainable. It's dumb. 
So Elizabeth Warren has no answers. She has nothing that's going to fix this. Uh, I think she might be done. Tulsi Gabbard just turned me off. And, and she's hot, so that, that means a lot. Tulsi Gabbard basically said, you know what? I don't believe a government jobs guarantee is the thing. I don't believe, I believe universal basic income is a good idea, but we need to figure out how to deal with it. But here's the thing. In both those statements, and Cory Booker's talking right now, I muted the television because I don't care with what Cory Booker, angry eyes, Cory Booker, potato head has got to say. What bothers me about Tulsi Gabbard is stop assuming about the people. Stop assuming that a government job is okay with the people. Start looking at, this is the whole problem with the democratic president, uh, 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 democratic presence. These people are trying to find things that are going to work for everybody. They are looking at the, they're not looking at individuals. They don't see Americans as individuals. They see Americans as the community. And you know something? I'm very different from the person next door. You are not going to set me up in some freaking job that, okay, I'll do this. Folks, I'll tell you something. This is going to be something bizarre. I want you to watch 1984. It's on, I think it's on Netflix, actually. It was by George Orwell, who was an ardent anti-communist, anti-socialist. And you're going to see what happens when people are doing a job they just don't give a damn about. Yeah, no, they've got a job. Yeah, they can buy alcohol at the end of their shift to numb it. But we need to, we need to stop with this community crap. We need to sit back and we need to look at the United States as a sh just a crap load of individuals. And this is what the Democrats have a huge problem with. The Democrats have a huge problem with, oh, here's Beto talking. I know he's got nothing interesting to say. And he'll be retired. I'm sure we're going to hear some sixth grade Spanish coming out of this. Because that's what he does. But we need to stop talking about the American people as one community. Because we're not. The American people are a bunch of individuals. That's why we have a First Amendment, a Second Amendment, and the rest of the Bill of Rights. These people need to stop telling us that if I own a gun, I'm evil. If I say something that you don't like, I'm evil. It's not about the community. It's about the individual. And sometimes individuals have different opinions. So Tulsi Gabbard, Andrew Yang, Elizabeth Warren, um, a Potato Head, whatever is the Cory Booker. He's not going to be in the race much longer, so I don't care. But all these guys see us as the same, and we'll just dump a job on them, a federal job on them. A job that you may not be qualified for, a job you may not like, doesn't make any difference. Bernie.
I'm sorry, I forgot Bernie. How the hell did I forget Bernie? Because that's what he lives. It's really, really, really disturbing, and I think this is one of the reasons I can barely get through a three-hour debate. Now, in this debate, I'm already through 16 minutes of this podcast, and this podcast is a reactionary podcast. I, I think we need... I think there needs to be some talk, but this is all absolutely insane what these guys are talking about. And so I'm probably going to get through, we're not even an hour through it and I'm already through 17 minutes of this podcast. I've got a Dave rule, so I'll probably end listening to this in about 14 minutes. And here goes Bernie. Bernie is talking about, again, the fair share of taxes. Okay. The Richest 1% needs to pay their fair share of taxes. Okay, here, here, here's a newsflash. Um, taxes don't mean anything if the individual who pays those taxes gets nothing out of those taxes. Okay? If I have to invent something, if I have to invent the Rubik's Cube, and the Rubik's Cube makes me into 100 million, 200 million, I bring in 100 million, 200 million year dollars, Okay, and I have to give up 70-80% of my taxes so that it can be redistributed to somebody else and I get nothing out of it. Exactly how is that my fair share? How is that my fair share? Because some ditch digger is earning $8 an hour. Of course, he'll be earning $15 an hour because ditch diggers deserve $15 an hour. This is Bernie's biggest problem. This is Bernie's big issue. He doesn't understand that the amount of money you make does not equal the amount of importance that you provide to society. The guy the guy who invented Amazon, is he worth more than me? Oh god, yes. He makes my life easier. You don't tax that guy 70, 80% because he's just going to say, you know what, screw it. I'm not going to do it anymore. Ronald Reagan said this when the tax rate back in the 60s was at 90%. Lowered, by the way, by a Democrat, namely John F. Kennedy. When these guys sit back and say, okay, we're going to stop. This is crazy. It's not working. Ronald Reagan wouldn't act in movies because he didn't see the point. This is the problem with Bernie's solution. It's been tried over and over and over again. It's failed every time. And if you have any doubt that it has not failed, do me a favor. You sit back and you comment or you sit back and you email message me I, I'm or met direct message me on Twitter I will definitely change your mind because all this crap that Bernie Sanders has talked about has been done in this country it wasn't we're not talking Venezuela or Cuba or North Korea it's been done in this country and it failed Woodrow Wilson was a socialist Fa Franklin Delano Roosevelt was a socialist. It failed. Okay, so let me see what uh, uh, sleepy, creepy Uncle Joe's got to say. 
I think the Democrats are going to have a major problem. Buttigieg just basically said that this president has gone in and made our economy dramatically worse. And I think Buttigieg, he, he's not going to win. He's got 3% of the vote. It, it's His polling is done. Um, but this is the problem with the left. Exactly how is it worse? You people, none of you people have jobs. You're out there protesting in the middle of the week. You don't have jobs. And here's the problem. We've got, I think it's like 4 million jobs out there that are available that can't be filled because we have so much. And no one's filling them. You guys are are out there wearing makeup and dancing like jerk-offs. And you're saying that, oh, well, things are far worse. Well, here's the, here's the thing. Things aren't far worse for me. I see more money in my paycheck. I'm sorry, I do. I got a tax cut. I see more money on my paycheck. I'm sorry that that person has been, er- has been in McDonald's for 10 years and earning $7.50 an hour. My question to you is, nuts, what's wrong with McDonald's for not paying this chick $15 an hour? or this guy, whatever. My question to that guy is, what's wrong with you that you can't earn more than $8 an hour? I'm sorry you decided to study lesbian dance theory in college and spend $100,000 at Yale for that. Not my problem, and my taxes shouldn't go up because you made a shitty decision. I said the shitty word. Oh, shit. I shouldn't have said shit. Okay, well, whatever. But this is the whole problem the Democrats aren't getting. Personal responsibility means a lot. The reason I'm in my life is because of personal choices. I made these choices. People make choices. If you go to study lesbian dance theory at Yale... And have $100,000 in debt, and the only thing you could make out of it was a teaching at Yale? Lesbian dance theory? Whose problem was that? You made yourself worthless. There needs to be personal responsibility. Oh, Kamala, I was with uh, Willie, Willie Brown is up now. You know, she's done. I, I'm not even going to listen to it. But anyway, this is my whole problem with this. The Democrats always try to make victims out of everyone. It's terrible. You're a victim. Meanwhile, the guys who actually make things of themselves. Steve Bezos. Oh, my Lord. Really? Hold on one second. I got to answer this. These guys are so funny. So they're talking about raising taxes. And I think Joaquin, whatever his name is, doesn't matter. I'm not going to pay attention to him. He's done after this debate. Um, They're talking about raising this tax and that tax and that tax and that tax. Meanwhile, Donald Trump's lowered taxes and our economy is flourishing right now. So my question is, I think one of the things we need to do in this country is lower spending. And we haven't done any of that. But everyone keeps talking about raising taxes. And Cory Booker was asked, okay, because he's had, uh, I don't know, 18 seconds of time to talk. 
uh, Cory Booker, and then he brought up child violence. I mean, it's just like, can you guys complete a thought? These guys cannot complete a thought. This is why having 12 people on stage is just, it's a failure. It's never going to work. It's stupid. So now it's on a commercial. So far, who is one? Nobody. Donald Trump. He's one. Pete Buttigieg looked good. Tulsi Gabbard looked good. And Amy Klobuchar looked good. Elizabeth Warren took it hard. She got nailed. Bernie Sanders took it hard. He got nailed. Joe Biden is just kind of there, you know, drooling on himself, trying to keep his dentures in. So right now, there is no winner here. There is no winner here. But I can tell you the big loser so far, and this is only an hour into the debate, and I've only got five minutes before I can stop this. I have to stop this. Right now, the big loser is Elizabeth Warren. Number two biggest loser is Bernie Sanders. If I was going to say who has won this debate, it was Pete Buttigieg. I think he really did it. I think he blindsided not only Warren, not only Sanders. I think he killed Yang. And Amy Klobuchar, who had probably the most vicious hit on Elizabeth Warren. Um, Tulsi Gabbard just sounds reasonable, but it's nothing exciting. This is a really boring debate. I'm so glad. In four minutes and 42 seconds, I'm going to end this podcast because it's just crap so far. Uh, Donald Trump has won this debate. Okay, this is going to go over 30 minutes. The Dave rule is going to be entered. We're talking foreign policy, which is Trump's Achilles heel right now. So you know this is going to go a while. Oh my God, Elizabeth Warren just made herself look completely idiotic. So Tulsi Gabbard, another blind side on Elizabeth Warren, sat back and said, well, I want to end these wars. In other words, she's an isolationist. She's like Trump. And Elizabeth Warren said, I want us completely out of the Middle East. Oh my Lord. And then she sat back and said that Trump embraces all these these um, tyrannical despots. Of course, she had to make him look bad, but she's basically agreeing with Trump. Oh my Lord, this was a killer for Warren. This is going to be brought up. And oh my Lord, don't be shocked if Joe Biden starts vaulting up. And now it's Buttigieg confronting Gabbard. Oh, this is great. Buttigieg just side just sideswiped Gabbard. Gabbard, you could tell she was not happy with his response. Basically, what Buttigieg said was that, yeah, I understand. We don't want to go to war. And by the way, Buttigieg is a veteran. But we can't just abandon these people. And then he brought up the emotional crap about, you know, our our troops are ashamed to be part of this country. Okay, let's listen to Gabbard. Gabbard just sideswiped Buttigieg, and now Buttigieg is all flipped out. Gabbard basically asked him, you know, regime change is the goal of every occupation. 
And so if there's no regime change, in other words, Assad is still in Syria and everyone, what, what's the point? You have 50 people who are very specialized, okay? Um, but those people aren't changing the regime, so there's no goal. There's no end point. There's no telios, which I think I've talked about more than once. So why keep them there? Tulsi Gabbard is an extreme isolationist. Buttigieg is an isolationist to a point, but he he had to fl he flip flopped, and I think Tulsi Gabbard. I I tell you, here's a, here's the story. Tulsi Gabbard will be president if she gets out of the primaries. She'll be Trump. She's likable. She's pretty. She's smart. She's experienced. And and she looks kind of honest. Whereas Buttigieg, he kind of looks honest, except when he starts talking about religion. Gabbard blindsided both Buttigieg and Warren. Oh my God, Buttigieg just put his foot in it. He sat back and said that President Trump did not support Hong Kong. Are you kidding? He absolutely did. He, uh, Buttigieg, is, his cheeks are turning red. He is done. He is absolutely done. Trump has always supported Hong Kong. He has put the strongest tariffs on China. Who wants to take Hong Kong? And here comes Amy Klobuchar. I, I'd sit back, I'd listen to her because I'm sure she's got something smart to say, but I'm pretty sure not. Okay, we've hit the Dave rule. We've hit the Dave rule. I am flipping. My head is about to blow up because of how stupid these people are, except for Tulsi Gabbard. Tulsi Gabbard won this debate. No ifs, what's or how's about it. So, I'm going to have a grand total of five minutes to tell you what I think about the end of this, uh, what happened at the end of this debate. And then I'm going to publish this, and then I don't have to worry about publishing it tomorrow. I'll just do Joker tomorrow. Okay, I'm done listening to this debate. It's just, it's so stupid. And that's probably why I didn't waste a lot of time on it. Um, here's the thing. I've gone through, hey, I went through an hour and a half. That's the longest I've been with a debate. Here's the thing. Right now they're talking about um, gun control. They're talking about, there's no, there's no question about, you know, criminals and no question about mental capacity or anything like that. It's about the guns. And CNN is so terrible when it comes to this. So they ask, okay, well, how are you going to take AK-47s and AR-15s away? And it's just like, you know, it's not about the AK-47s and AR-15s. I tell you what, I have five guns and they've never killed me. And the reason they've never killed me is because they're just inanimate objects. It's the human being. It's the individual that is the killer. Now, before we were talk, they were talking about um, foreign policy, and the, you could tell they had absolutely no answer to Syria. They had no answer to Turkey. They had no answer to the Kurds. And that's because there is no answer.
The Kurds are a terrorist organization. Turkey sees them as a terrorist organization. ISIS is seen by the Kurds in the United States as a terrorist organization. If Russia and all of those... Com- Here's the thing. I, I was listening to... I think it was Andrew Clavin. I, it was this morning. And they ha- he had a guy who was a foreign correspondent to the Middle East. And he started talking about the Kurds. He started talking about Syria. He started talking about the Sunnis. He started talking about all of the different Al-Qaeda, um, the Taliban. He started talking about all this stuff. And, 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 and Andrew Claven, who is an isolationist, he actually doesn't want Daily Wire, you should subscribe, who doesn't necessarily want to keep these wars going on. This guy basically said, you don't know who the enemy is. You got to remember, the Taliban at one point was an ally of the United States when the Russians invaded Afghanistan. And then they ended up being an enemy of the United States when they slammed two plane, three planes, two into the Twin Towers and one into the Pentagon. And then one to the ground in Pennsylvania someplace. It's not, it's not clear. There's nothing clear in the Middle East. And here's the thing. I personally think that, okay, we got to help the Kurds because they're great fighters. And just 50 U.S. special forces kept the Kurds from being destroyed. And we're holding ISIS fighters. Here's something weird. I don't understand if that's... I don't understand what's going on over there. Who's to say that the Kurds aren't going to be our enemies in 5 years, 10 years, 20 years? Just like Taliban, we were we gave them a lot of military. Gave them a lot of weapons. And they defeated the Russians because the Russians suck at everything. But meanwhile... Those weapons were used against our soldiers when the Taliban decided to uh, attack us. Here's the thing. Here's the question. If you absolutely understand what's going on in Syria, tell me. Please. I need to know. All I realize right now is I really don't understand what's happening. So the foreign policy thing, these people questioning, these people who don't have... These presidential people who don't have the information. And by the way, did the three people, Buttigieg, Gabbard, and Biden, all said, well, I may not have done that, but, you know, listen to the debate. The people that understand, Booker, Harris, Steyer, doesn't give a damn about anything but climate. Um, I'm thinking maybe there's more to it than there is because Buttigieg, Gabbard, and uh, freaking um, Biden sat back and said, um, you know, it's complicated, blah, blah, blah. You know why it's complicated? Because it's complicated. 
And that's the one thing that Trump does is Trump wants to pull out because it's too complicated. We're not going to reach a goal. That's a very that's a very possible thing. We're not going to reach our goal. We're not going to change Syria. The Kurds are not necessarily going to be safe. Turkey is not necessarily going to invade. They have. But here's the whole thing. We don't know what's going on over there. Turkey says, or I'm sorry, the Kurds say they lost all these civilians and soldiers. But we don't know. That's just what they say. And by the way, Syria said that when we dropped bombs, thousands of freaking civilians were dead. And they weren't. We don't know. The Middle East is an absolute mess. So, I tell you what, I'm done with the Democratic debates. Uh, this is going to be my podcast for the night. I love you all. Uh, Dave, I I passed the 30-minute mark. Sue me. Um, uh, tomorrow will be about the Joker because I'm writing it now, but I'm also doing something else. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbass Talking Politics. Thank you.